0: This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us.
1: God, this is this is the beginning of the show. This is the beginning of Lost and
0: Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. My name is Alon.
1: I am the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the other guy. Jimmy, the other one, Hoffman. I'm the other guy. Yeah, Jimmy, the other guy, Hoffman.
0: I'm not Jimmy. That's not Alon. And we are bringing this to you every Thursday at three p.m. Our website is RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash L-A-R, where you can be a sponsor of our show.
1: Yes. Yes, you if can.
0: You, if, if you are not broke as a joke and freaking out for your dear life.
1: <laughs> if you still have some extra dollars around and you want to give back to the creative community growing here in Brooklyn like it, a tree grows. Like a tree in you know, Brooklyn. Because, again, this ain't free. and We don't get paid. but. No costs money Mm -hmm. there's like microphones and we got like you know we're in a basement and we've got to fight off rats who stave them off with you know sharpened sticks and that stuff costs money sometimes we get weird calls during the recording (laughs) session yeah (laughs) guys you know you you, you never very interested in radio i suppose
0: be it our show directly where you could be a sponsor or to the entire collective as a whole RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. Your donations are most appreciated and will very much go to a good cause. It's the arts, and we're kind of in a little bit of limbo right now.
1: We're at a bind. We're to a bind. <laughs> we're at a bind. But you know what? I, always, I was thinking about this. In the times of the greatest struggle is where you learn the most, and it's where you get the best art, you know? Mm-hmm. We're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. We're
0: going to make it through. And we have a really good show for you. Yep. It's our it's our 60th episode this week. Um, we had a 60th episode last week <laughs> that uh, unfortunately... It was a ghost episode. It was a ghost episode. But instead of confusing everybody and being like, this is our 61st episode and episode 60 will magically show yeah. up. Well, we're just going to be simple and you know go down the line. As we do, 60 episodes... What better opportunity than to dig back into some completely unpredictable audio clips with a guest that
1: we'll be getting to right after these messages. We're excited to talk to you.
0: studio, we have another fellow student from Poughkeepsie Day School that I was lucky to become friends with. Welcome to the show, Nick Zimmerman.
2: Thanks for having me. Welcome, nice to see welcome, you guys. welcome, welcome,
0: welcome. Nick, you went to Cornell, uh, so you went to the school on the other side of Ithaca. Right, me.
2: of the valley, yep.
0: I was South Hill, you were the West Hill, I believe, right?
2: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: So was there like a lot of rivalry?
2: Oh yeah, I was beating totally, up Ithaca kids. Totally, totally no <laughs> Wait, so no, who, no actually, who was tougher? actually it's far enough apart that i went over to the ithaca a few times what purpose were you i mean in i had some uh apparently it's gorgeous i it's did have some word. other i had town. some other friends there too i had a friend of mine from red hook actually okay um who was there at the same time really? It was actually yeah as a year he's my year so it was a year what was his name you. zach terrace huh i don't know if it's i know that guy, guy. Good guy. Interesting. Yep. And um, yeah, know, other people. Out he's there.
1: on the fence about a lot of
2: issues. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of oh,
0: uh, <laughs> well, there's a lot of kids from the Hudson Valley, and uh, even so much as uh, our school, there was there was always acceptances into Cornell and Ithaca. Yeah. So every year there was always at least one or two of us PDS kids who ended up in Ithaca, but for the gap, one reason or another.
2: The gap between the two schools is actually pretty big. I mean, sure. you have to like because you can't bo- just walk back and forth. I, you know, I, I mean, imagine could, but... Imagine
0: if you flattened, and you probably know a lot about this, and we'll get to that in a little bit, in terms of the space, yeah. in terms of right. geography. With,
2: with the topography. And the, the topography, <laughs> it
0: probably would be, in theory, a much shorter trip. Gorges getting. in the way. Too many gorges.
2: Yeah. So on that note, though, uh, what did you go to school for? I actually did a, what's called a dual degree, which is just a double major, but it's between two different colleges. So I, I studied Asian studies, Southeast Asian studies, and fine arts painting but they were not they were not connected they were just two different degrees
0: how did you find the time to cover such complex more or less very uh time commitment related uh degrees
2: i didn't sleep a lot wait you went to
0: cornell you didn't sleep a lot and you're alive
2: Um, somehow somehow made it through that's incredible dude yeah um, it was a busy, busy time.
0: It's like the architecture school. I know a lot of kids from there mm-hmm. who. Yeah, um, wasn't that college?
2: You,
1: so you did go to? It, wasn't architecture,
2: it was not architecture, architecture art and planning. It's all the same college. Did you, do you feel like
1: there was a uh, some of that Southeast Asian art like influence then in your art?
2: <laughs> yeah, towards the latter, latter part when I was doing my thesis, it was definitely influenced by it. I was a research fellow in Cambodia for a summer, and then that kind of influenced me a lot in what I was doing doing mixed media stuff. So I love music from all over the world. So um, actually part of what how I kind of fell into Asian studies as a major was I was already taking all these classes that were cross-listed as Asian studies, like music classes that were related to like Indonesian music or uh, Korean music. And so it was just kind of made sense. And I was studying Japanese at the time, too. So
0: you got to go to Japan, too, in high school.
2: Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. That was an amazing trip. Um, and I actually lived in Japan for two years after college. That's awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, it's hard to pin it down. But Cambodia was the region that I was kind of focused on most. And I'm still like, a huge fan of Cambodian, golden era, like 50s, 60s Cambodian hmm. music. And just like, yeah, still, still really. Killer that.
1: Cambodian tune scene. And we hear about it all the time. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. It, I just can't, people talk my ear off
0: about Cambodia. Where I get a lot of my music ideas, like I get a lot of inspiration from, if not hip hop and the songs that are sampled in hip hop, songs that are on the site called radio.com but it's radio with five O's dot com. it's my favorite website honest to god to radio radio.com well, what is the what is the point of you telling us this because it's a <laughs> map of the world and you can listen to music from anywhere in the world oh uh. any time in the 20th century i honestly have no clue wait, as to-
2: <laughs> wait what do you mean anytime in the 20th century like you can listen to Cambodian music?
0: music from the so 50s it's so any, it anything in the in the, wow. in the public um but it's submission domain? it's submission based yes yeah. okay. so people uh, who are a part of the website can contribute music from Indonesia from Cambodia from the Philippines etc wow. anywhere in the Southeast Asian uh, region and at any time that at least someone has submitted that so it may not necessarily be the case that you're going to hear something that's Vietnamese from the 50s but if someone has something that they submitted, then you'll mm-hmm. hear it. That's what so that time. Well,
2: my, my brother could, could do a show about that. He's got a ton of old vinyl. Your brother from is. In Indonesia and other parts of the area.
0: Were you an influence to your brother's music?
2: <laughs> well, I'm older than him by four and a half years. So, of course, when I heard stuff, he was younger and he heard it. So, there's probably some influence. But he, he was a music major. So, he took it even much further than I ever did. Hmm. In terms of his own music, he's got a big vinyl collection. He was just traveling, actually, and just got a bunch of new stuff. So, he's like much actually much more into it. Yeah, I mean, I might have introduced him in part to Cambodian stuff just because I was into it. And anyone who hears it is like, this is amazing. But. Um,
0: What about that music was most interesting to you versus like being in Japan for a few years and then you're in Cambodia and that, for some reason, struck a chord?
2: Yeah, it's really cool because a lot of it, the stuff that I'm most interested in is sort of 50s and 60s and a little bit of early 70s. And it's kind of a blend of more traditional chord progressions and melodies, but blended with, you know, there's a certain amount of American popular music influence So there's some songs that sound almost like doo-wop or more like soul. It's also like from the time is also has some of those influences. It's just still very Cambodian, though. There's like a really traditional vibe to it, like the percussion, the instrumentation. Um, And then there's the fact that like the Khmer Rouge happened and all of the musicians were killed, essentially. So it's like this weird little bubble of time where there's a ton of amazing music and then it was just tragically snuffed out. It's kind of um, haunting in that way, too. So... Um, there's a lot of, a lot yeah, of, uh, man. yeah. Not to take it down, <laughs> no, man, it that's, downer, but That's it, super interesting. You know, to me that it always colors it a little bit because it's these like voices from the past coming over the vinyl.
1: Well, that's the same reason why when you're a painter, you know, and you tragically die, your paintings are worth a ton more than when you live. in the same way, mm-hmm. if Jimi Hendrix had lived out his days and everything he put out in his 30s and, and his 40s was just terrible, mm-hmm. would he have any sort of respect like he does now?
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm telling you, I, if he had, I if, would like to. That's so. yeah, so what they say. It's better it's to true. burn out. Than to fa- they
1: say it's better to burn out than to fade away, man. And <laughs> it's again, That's it's like not it a great right. thing. You know, as I'm never going to like advocate that someone's going to end
2: yeah. their life
1: to cement their fame. But it's the exact thing where well, you can't get any more.
2: What Jimi Hendrix has going for him is that everyone knows Jimi Hendrix. Everyone loves Jimi Hendrix. But Cambodian music, you know, it's almost like paying tribute to of a lost culture in a way. I mean, it's not lost, obviously, but it's, you know, a big chunk of Cambodian culture was lost during the war. So it's sort of like honoring that to kind of go back and dig it up and give it a new life.
0: When you were in Cambodia, what was it that you were doing work-wise?
2: I was a junior uh, fellow at a place called the Center for Khmer Studies. I was doing a study on, it, it, was, it was like, there are five Americans, five Cambodians, and five French, because Cambodia used to be a French protectorate. <laughs> so we were all there doing independent projects, and mine was studying contemporary Cambodian fine art. So it huh. was like, you know, is there fine art in Cambodia? And if there is, what does it look like? And how is it different from, let's say, like, you know, like the way we think of it in the U.S.? Because, you know, when you study in art school in the U.S., there's all this theory and it's always within a kind of bubble, and they don't really, you know, it's it's kind of. I mean, there's lots of international art these days, but it's mostly I mean, Western influence. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot the, of arts, the ru- arts ru- coming ru- out of rubric and stuff, right? right? And these days, there's a lot, of, there's arts coming out. Of, a lot of arts coming out of Africa, like different parts of Africa. Like I know Jerry's got a lot of artists, um, a lot of coming out of China, um, Cambodia though. It's it's very like a tourist kind of art market. So I'm trying to interview local artists. If you were in
0: Cambodia for how <coughs> many years? Two years?
2: No, 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 no. That was I was only it was Cambodia. I was there for just three months over the summer, and okay. then I went back again when I lived in Japan because I. Just had friends, friends there. And I've been back. I was there actually for a wedding last December. Goodness. Um, so I still have some ties there. But yeah, it, obviously, I, I wish it was closer. <laughs> right. How's the, uh, how's
1: the grub over there? Bro?
2: Oh, it's good. It's like, it's, it's hard to get. Unless you go to somebody's house and they cook it for you, like home cooking, you don't really know Cambodian food. I mean, there's a lot of classic dishes, but a lot of people don't, I feel like, don't get the... The full, the full deal, which is a shame because there's some really great food there.
0: This occasion of which you are here for is uh, this isn't like young Nick Zimmerman, but this is very much like an, a very, very eager musician DJ Nick Zimmerman.
2: Yeah, it's about 13 to 15 years old.
0: It's it's and, and honestly, when we're doing this show, we are always striving to do as much as we can to dig the oldest that you can possibly find. Yeah. And uh, for full, full disclosure, I I did reach out to you, Nick. About what you had, um, and not really expecting anything uh, other than just like something really awesome, and it turned out that it was awesome. It's from the computer. <laughs> it's not uh, anything on tape. Yeah, it probably I, did and, exist on tape at one point. It, I love oh, all the original shit. files. Shit! What are
2: the gone. hell, man? You could have had they could have had the the audio. <laughs> no, those are all gone, man. <sighs> what happened I, to them? I had man? A, like so I lost everything in 2005. Basically everything I'd done through high school up until that point, that except sucks. for like I mean I was really prolific at the time. I have a bunch left. But 90 percent of it's gone. do you know what I mean Every we, we wouldn't be
0: here, here if I lost everything this the yeah. show would, would cease to exist. I know it
2: sucks man. I mean this you is know people, people are like back your stuff up and you're like, huh no, I know. Well, believe me. I, ever since that happened, it's nah, like it, well, um, fuck. It, that's how that's how it happens. I'm meticulous about it now, but I mean, it was a blow. So these were ones that I sent you, or ones yeah. that I did have saved, or they were on something else, and I taped them back. I copied them back, or whatever, whatever it was. Um, they're all post '90s. Put it that way.
0: Coming into this interview, we listened to one of your tracks. It's called "Wintry Mix." Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so "Wintry Mix." It's really, it's a funny thing back to when I wrote these because, yeah, they're all recorded with the computer, but I, I sort of like, I had um, a couple little mics I used and I used to do this, I used to be really obsessed with like making all of my own drum and instrument sounds and then just having synths. So with int- Wintry Mix, I, I remember, it's weird because I remember recording each of the sounds. Like one of them is like a zip disc going in, if you remember zip discs. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is like the, a sliding door and like a latching sound. It's like a, well, I think it's a snare as a latch. Um, and then there's some things that were on my desk, like around where the computer was. I just like hit them and record them and throw them in there. So I think probably, like, if I don't know, it's often you hear the same sounds in some of the songs because I. They were like it was probably hitting the same thing. I'm feeling
1: the rain and the snow. <laughs> yeah, it was like when it was like a shitty
2: I think it was like it was like December. It was like a shitty snowy day. There was like Yeah. That was a I think it was like s- that sample of that the the lady is, I think, from QBC or some Yeah. There's some like really just inside I got like person. a
0: total Aphex Twin vibe from this. Song. Yeah, yeah. It's very, Apex, very
1: dissonant. It, yeah. It's a
2: big influence of mine. Yeah, dissonant, and also like a lot. So the problem with a lot of these is that the levels are really shitty. You know, I don't have the original file so like you'll notice that <laughs> like it's way too boomy that one little that synth that's in there. But
0: how did you record these tracks?
2: So I recorded all the individual sound, like percussion sounds and stuff, and tried to, I mean, I don't know. How some of them I processed. There was a, there was a program called um, Medicine that would do like um, harmonics and like weird shuffly stuff to process sounds. I also used some like freeware, old school Mac, you know, audio editing. And then I used, I had a bootleg copy of Reason. It was like Reason 1, I think. It was a long time ago. Um, Reason, Probably Reason 1, maybe 2, but this is two thousand one or two mm-hmm. this one's 2002 but right yeah so it's like reason um which i still use to this day i like reason a lot um it's gotten a lot better obviously it's not ideal for
1: reason still exists
0: reasons, yeah, yeah. Reasons, Reason, is... still
2: around. did you use a, a mac when you were growing up jimmy
1: uh i used a mac uh the first year i got a mac was 2005 okay or something like that do we know a thing called kaboom factory
0: then
2: oh, probably uh, not it's from the 90s dude Okay. That's an old... I mean, I that, think I was that, discontinued. That's what you said, was like an old yeah, program. Yeah, that's what I used to use in the 90s. I can't remember if I was using it still at that time, but it might have been. Okay. But um, Reason, now I have like Live and some other stuff, but I still use Reason. You know, it's one of those things I'm comfortable with. I've been using it for 15
0: years. So you, before you sent me this whole bunch of songs, these were songs that you listened to before you sent them to me. So you have... Right, you you got you got a chance to preview these before you sent them to
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. They're not in a particular theme. I just grabbed like a few from a three-year sort of span. What does it
0: mean to you to hear this stuff for the first time? Since this is not the first time you're hearing this yeah. music, and it is effectively ours uh, for the show and for the listener.
2: But yeah, I listened to them back before I sent them to you just to like make sure they weren't like that the file was working. But yeah, I hadn't heard a few of them. I hadn't heard in, obviously many years. I have a pretty clear memory of working on most of them. Um, Some of them, um, you know, I don't remember exactly when they were from, and the date on them is incorrect because I would, like, find it and copy it again later from some old hard drive in some cases. So some of them say, like, 2006, but they're actually from 2003 or something. Um, So when that happens, it gets a little confusing. Sometimes things are renamed. But for the most part, I mean, I remember I chose ones that I had a clear Recollection of how they were made and when.
0: It seems Sorry. like a lot of these that you're making are while well, you have some time off from your very busy studies. I hope well, it, I used, it never it, conflicted. No, at all. no.
2: Well, it was definitely. I mean, I did use reason a lot as a procrastination outlet, but
0: better you know, than better than going on message boards. That's better for sure. than hanging out with friends.
2: <laughs> 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 no, no. I mean, I don't know. I, I did most honestly like most of the ones I sent were probably on like winter break or like some kind of like. Some kind of break from school, but I did I did do them a lot, um, you know, while I was in school.
0: We have one uh, that's also from December of two thousand and two that you have have, have uh, time stamped it at least called our ant farm. You want to talk a little bit about oh, that yeah. before we listen to that.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the statute limitations on this but um there's uh so I was uh let's just say Don't hanging go, out do with it. Friends. Go right
0: ahead. This won't <laughs> offend anybody. It won't. Okay.
2: Well, I don't want to I don't want to incriminate anybody, namely myself. Uh, <laughs> I mean um, if if, if you, you don't have to look, say I'll put what it this way. Yeah. Um hanging <laughs> out hanging, out, hanging out with some folks from the homeland. The homeland, the
0: homeland of, uh, uh, and that is and that is uh Rhinebeck or Barrytown?
2: Uh yeah, it's Northern Duchess. I mean, I don't remember exactly where. This might have been in Baritone. But anyways, you know, we had some um, chanterelles, some porcinis, some shiitakes. Fair some enough. Some Yep. And there was a moment uh, where I kind of had, there was a sort of like this clarity of vision. And um, I just had this like image of all my friends and family working together in an ant colony, like an ant farm, and just like busy digging. And like everyone's just like happy and busy digging. <laughs> like a day or two later, I did this. This is embarrassing.
0: It's embarrassing only for the right reasons as opposed to um, to in be incriminating, I suppose, right? No,
2: yeah, I mean, i was just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. It was it was in the days
0: when we were supposed to experiment. Right, exactly. With not just um, uh, drugs, but with music.
2: And nachos and, you know, all sorts of things. It's so much. <laughs> it's within the bounds of human decency. Exactly. Let's take a listen. Play it.
1: I definitely felt the ant farm. But yeah, yeah, good. Was feeling
2: it. Glad to hear that.
1: Colonizing, it was all worth it. <laughs> like you know, like, that yeah, is, yeah, like ants. Yeah, ants is always like, like even that movie ants. It kind of like.
0: I was going to yeah. say, do you, you remember that to play. ants and a bug's life came out around the same time?
1: Of course, you don't know, but this is a thing that studios do. You don't know about this. One studio hears another studio is doing a movie that they put a lot of money into, and they go, "Whoa, quick! Like, make one." That's exactly the same that they did. So we can do one. We can get people who think they're going to another movie. <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> and, they, and they mistakenly bought a ticket for our movie. <laughs> I like to note that Woody Allen voiced the protagonist in that movie in Ants with a Z.
1: Yeah, dude, Ants with a Z is great. Um, I never saw Bugs Life. But Ants with a Z, deny. Sylvester Stallone is in. And so is um, Christopher Walken in Ants. Like yeah. all, all these people really? Ants. And um, the, the bad guy is um, Gene Hackman. If you go back and you look at all these different 3D movies, the cast they get are nuts sometimes. And you get a lot of money to sit around doing seemingly what we're doing right now. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> to, to a different
1: degree, uh, Nick. I'm curious. Uh,
0: so the yeah. chords that you are putting in there in the main part of the song, mm-hmm. y- you were just jamming on a keyboard, basically, or
2: jamming on a keyboard, as far as I recall. <laughs> yeah.
0: What kind of music upbringing did you have?
2: My dad's been a huge influence on me in terms of my musical taste. He's really into musics from all over the world, and uh, and I studied music as a kid. I was I played piano. Okay. for several years when I was younger and then in high school I also studied music theory a little bit I didn't major in college but like I said I took a lot of music classes sure. so, this is like what I did too yeah. I,
0: I took as many different music classes that I possibly could right. that was within the means of just like appreciation like a world music class for example
2: yeah I had like a MIDI music MIDI setup back in like mid 90s mm-hmm. when it was really sh- you know MIDI just kind of sucks yeah um but uh it there was not there was no real nice way to like put in audio samples at least that i had so like you're always limited to the midi 100 percent which so reason was like this huge thing for me because you could use the midi kind of use synths and stuff and sequence it like midi but you have an ability to put in samples and i was um you know i've always been really into hip-hop it's really, you can't make hip hop on, I mean, I guess you could now, but <laughs> you can make like trap beats on MIDI, but back <laughs> in the day, like this is the 90s, so like, you know, and I still hate that shit today, but, uh, you know, in the 90s, it's like, you know, sample bass is I mean, yeah. it's still what I do now, so. No, exactly. Yeah, so I, I did have some music growing up, but it was very, you know, I was very light, lightweight.
1: I don't know exactly why, but my parents never put me towards anything musical growing up. So I would just say that like you know, my musical tastes were founded basically in my dad's musical tastes because my mom, I don't remember her listening to But you
0: never music. made, like you never like tinkered around on like even my like, friend's keyboard at all?
1: When I was in high school, my buddies really used to like metal. I used to go to a lot of metal yes. shows with them. And then they were like, oh, we, we're forming a band. We want you to be the front man for the band. And the is band this... lasted for like a couple of months.
2: This is the one you talked about before? It's, yeah, uh, called Bear Cavalry, Gary which Cavalry. the best part of the band
1: is definitely the name.
2: Yeah. It's a good name. <laughs>
0: it's a good name.
3: And then when I
1: was in college, my roommate used to use Reason all the time. He was really into like turntablism. Uh-huh. And he would do a lot of mixing and a lot of scratching. Nice. And uh, he was doing a lot of producing his tracks and stuff like that and do yeah. a lot of hip-hop. But he just didn't rap. He's yeah. like, I don't I'm not. He's like, that's not what I'm about. And yeah. he, So he asked me one time, he said, you know, you seem like you would be a dude that could rap. Because <laughs> um, you're just, you know, the nature you got, of who you are. Because <laughs> of your like, cadence, okay. just yeah. alone. Yeah. So he was like, do you want to just fool around? At some point, and try that out, and I was like, "Sure." So the actually, he still has it. I can contact him somewhere. He has this track, and it was what was the word. Um, it was all off the dome piece. Like I didn't write Dude. anything. Um, and it's definitely a part about me waiting in line at Taco Bell. In it, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. That sounds... golden. Um, that's
0: golden, man. I can't wait to hear the Taco Bell rap from Jimmy yeah, Hoffman.
1: Um, and then, but it's, what's funny about that, and it, and it's actually interesting, is that after that, I I kind of liked it the track was pretty bad but i like the idea of it this one thing is like i didn't i know a lot of rappers i always wonder like what's their approach to writing lyrics do they write it with the song in mind do they just write just like stanzas of stuff and then think okay i could just like apply this later or maybe change it around a little bit and tinker with it it'll work for this or maybe this will work for this one or it'll maybe give me a track this will work with yeah but i started writing like books worth of just rhymes and stuff like that because i tried i actually did try Mm-hmm. putting tra- tracks together and stuff like that, and I was dog shit. It was just, it was
2: bad. Yeah, it, it, it. it got to find a good combo.
1: It was one of those things yeah. that I don't have any kind of musical background, so I didn't yeah. have, like, a sense of how it should
2: be moving or what I should be looking for. And
1: I knew, still... I could, like, hear sounds and things that I would find samples, but it was just not, you're my just... mind just didn't work
2: that way. If you're still interested, I'll send you some beats. <laughs> I would, dude, I was just,
1: I've just been thinking about getting back into it.
2: Yeah, all right, So well, well, there down, you go. Let's do it, man. Yeah.
1: When I was going to try my hand at producing, one of my big influences, of, like, still a rapper that I really liked a lot in college was, um, I still like now, is uh, MF Doom. Oh, yeah. I think he's just one of my favorites. Uh, it's awesome. It takes, like, a special ear, like, at first to really, like, hear that because mm-hmm. people hear it and they go, like, what is this guy doing? Because he's so, he's not. He he's produces, not... too. Yeah. And yeah. His stuff is amazing. His stuff yeah. is amazing. It's like he... the Special Herb series. Yeah. yeah. He, but he raps, like, not to the beat. On right, purpose. Right, he has his right, own right. internal beat that he just like flows yeah, and it's, it's so good. It's yeah, so genius. Yeah. And, um, but he constantly will sample Fantastic Four, you know? And you know, I always went back to the same way of Wu-Tang, sampling all those old like Kung Fu movies. Right, right. So um, I had gone through and I had actually pulled out like a ton of old samples mm. from TV shows and stuff like that. Like in my thought of like, okay, I'll, I got these like stocked up so that I can use them. <laughs> and the one that I had been building I still remember it was around this quote from the X Men animated TV show from the '90s. Remember that? fucking that show was awesome. That was the best. And it was, <laughs> and it was Omega Red. And I still remember exactly. Dude, wow. it was because I felt like it was gonna like lead perfectly into this like rap that was gonna be like boom and like in your face. And there's this part, and they go, "What do you want, Omega Red?" And he goes, "What do I want? What do I want, Colonel?" I want to watch the world burn, <laughs> 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 and then let like, the beat would drop. Yeah, wait till oh, so that didn't happen. Um, well, again, like the beat just didn't really the come beat together. Didn't drop. Oh, <laughs> it, just, it just wasn't. Well, just yeah, let's, skills, let's make man. that happen, man. We can, I, we can still find that. I love that.
2: that. Clip. I love those old. I mean, yeah, s- samples make it. You know, like if you totally. got if you got a con the concept and you got everything lined up. I was producing for some people in Tucson a few years ago. Yeah. And, um, That's where you were living, went but in, just before here, right? Right, right, right. But I wasn't really – so I was kind of doing something else recently, but um, back like probably four oh, – I don't know. Jeez, how long has it been now? I don't know, like five years, I guess. It's crazy to think. I don't know where I got the idea, but it might have just been – I was watching a documentary, but I started just recording. I would just only sample North Korean music from like weird propaganda and just like and i was like what are they gonna do like they're not you know, they're gonna attack me on copyright grounds so Dude, that's, that's so like funny. i made a like half a dozen tracks are just only north korean samples. amazing that's super
1: fun
0: we gotta take a quick break and when we come back we've got to go into some of your raps because i know we were chatting about rap i gotta get into the... mm. oh, but uh to take us into the uh Ugh. into the next segment yeah, we have to hear this we have to hear this track that is either from two thousand three or two
2: thousand four. You said, "I think um, it's yeah."
0: The was uh, late two thousand
2: three. Okay,
0: so it's or maybe summer two thousand three. And I mean. for full disclosure, it's John Ashcroft singing a gospel song.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's actually an extended version of this. I just gave you the second perfect, part, but um, yeah. That's all I need to know.
0: Weapons, great asshole.
2: Weapons, great <laughs> asshole. Mm-hmm. Don't miss him.
0: We have worse things to worry about now. I know. I it's believe true. it or not.
2: He was still an asshole even by today's standards.
0: (laughs) When we come back, we got uh, more of the world of Nick Zimmerman here on Lost and Rewound. Radio Free Brooklyn. Don't bring us to war. Please. Whatever you do, dude. Just don't listen to that motherfucker, Steve Bannon. I hate to be political here. Wait, so, okay.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but how can Steve Bannon be racist if he's hanging out with Johnny Quest and Haji? Oh, wait, is that race banner? <laughs> oh,
0: I see. I see what you did there.
1: See what the... Uh, we're, <laughs> it took minute, yeah. We are here <laughs> with... Uh, I'm right there, I'm right there.
0: We're here with my old buddy Nick Zimmerman here on Lost and Rewound. It's been really a pleasure having you here, and uh, we're looking forward to more in this next half. To remind the listener, these are all tracks that you produced on your Mac in the early aughts while you were in college.
2: More or less, I think that's right. There's a... Uh, one of the ones that I had sent you might have been just from just before college, like uh early 2002. Mm-hmm. The, the other George W. Bush one. I never would have imagined they'd be playing on the radio fifteen years later, but um you know they that's what they this is for. They, I wasn't they weren't like masterpieces they were like throwaway songs but the ones I've got so that's what we're <laughs> that's what we're listening to <laughs> um before
0: we get to crime back because we have to get to crime back, there is something I wanted to ask you, which is is that sure. a, considering your musical proficiency and your interest in making music like this, you must have been collaborating with a number of people uh, in, yep. in in high school just as well.
2: I did, yeah. I did some collaboration with my friend Isaiah, uh, who's also from Red Hook, also a PDS, <laughs> a PDS guy. I did a few collaborations with him. Some of them were later on. He and Sam Blake, who was, who was rapping at the time, they did a collaboration. They did an album. And they asked me to... I think I was just, like, I did a couple of remixes for, like, sort of, like, you know, almost, like, B-sides for the end of the album. But one of them is called The uh, Last Assumption. So Isaiah would play guitar and bass, and he had, like, a four-track recorder, so he had them all tracked out. And then I had Acapellas of Sims. I mean, at the time, I was really into, like, previews, so you can hear some, there's, like, some of that kind of, like, just chop, really choppy, a little glitchy kind of stuff going on. Right. And so four, I was
0: thinking, like, four tet too, kind of to the same. Yeah, way. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, this high praise. I, I don't. I think when the uh, square pusher type it's, of it's, shit. It's it's more chopped than your average. Remake. It's I more think. chopped than but, your average salad. Yes. I mean, it's a little maybe. It's maybe it's a little too chopped. But it's. Uh, I was into it, at the time. It's embarrassing to hear now. But that's what, what this show is this all is, about. <laughs> so this is an exclusive, effectively.
1: Um, this is a lost and rewound exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> this exclusive. Is what, this is
0: what Duchess County sounds like. <laughs>
3: Isso, Substance hey. style. No, I robbed their voice like chest congestion. Never suspecting the clever projection. off the connection. Quick mental dissection. Here's a suggestion. Choose a different direction. Choose a new profession. Understand y'all have like to go to church for confession. I advance the that session. Gain insight that show you
1: the question. Question.
3: one, yeah, it's one. It's
0: only that story. I don't know what there's to be embarrassed about I mean I think I, I understand the nature of your um you know relation to the song and realizing like what you could possibly do now that's better than that but for someone who was in college that's incredible dude
2: oh thanks man no, I was well thinking, you know I was the same. they're really talented i mean both isaiah and sam are really talented i was given a lot of good stuff to work with so that always makes i mean hearing it back now it's like what i hear is like you know the levels like i would i would mix it better there's like there's a lot of room for improvement and i can't because i don't have the you know it's all you don't really have the you, you don't have the raw i should you there. know what though i should contact isaiah maybe he does Hey, yeah, you well, never know.
0: Always happy to dig have up, uh, ret- dig up the originals, yeah, to take up the originals, bring it back here, and uh, we're always happy to do like live in the studio. Um, you know, we had uh, Eric and
1: Axel do uh, we had like the a- brother, brother musicians in the studio, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's oh, yeah. the nature of any artist when you're looking back at your old work, yeah, you're always right. going to be it's able to see the like flaws that. much more easily than someone else can see. Oh, them. please, yeah. you know, because I've had times, plenty of times, where I've come off stage and I've been like, gosh, I just gave a terrible performance. And I've had someone go, "Wow,
2: that was so great."
0: They, we are our best critics.
2: I know everyone's got a different tastes, anyway. So
1: you
0: never did a performance of any of your music. It's all bedroom producing, basically. No, so to speak.
2: I, I mean, yeah, I never performed. Let's see. No, during this time period, definitely not. I did a couple DJ sets when I was in Japan with a friend, and we played some original stuff then. That's awesome. Um, but How was that, that was that was oh well. I mean, well, it was fun. We it was you know I was living in a boondocks kind of town, so, like, small cities, small venues. Sure. We played one show in, uh, in Osaka that was fun. But, cool. yeah, I mean, it was all very low-key. just for, for for fun, but never performed at all during this whole period of this early 2000s. I don't know how, I, you know, whoever, <laughs> I don't know who I'd perform for, but... It was also pre-SoundCloud, so there wasn't really anywhere.
0: How would you have... Put your music or did you find a way to put your music up on like a a social media variety Um, site or something
2: i don't think i did i mean cornell used to have student websites cornell.edu slash people slash (laughs) whatever sure sure sure, your username an
0: internal server yeah
2: it was just for me (laughs) sure i never promoted or anything no i i mean honestly probably most of them have never seen the light of day
0: There is a track here uh, featuring you and your brother, and your brother Mm -hmm. is, for full disclosure, in a band now, Tobo. Formerly Bobby. Formerly Bobby. (laughs) <laughs> Tobo
1: formerly Bobby That's that's like uh, That seems like like Roots right there <laughs> yeah. You call me Tobo He's Bobby but not yeah. Tobo <laughs> So um, if anything
0: right. This is more of a testament to How early his career in music Goes but just as well the fact that you And your brother are both uh, In sync with the music love And able mm-hmm. to collaborate On this track together Could you tell us a little bit please about Crimeback
2: Sure. Um, well, so yeah, so Martin, I mean, just very quickly on Martin. Martin was doing amazing stuff. I mean, I, I learned stuff about music practice from him when he was like 13. That's I mean, awesome. I was 17. And he did a lot of incredible stuff. So I, I got to get him to send you some early stuff of his. He's probably appropriately embarrassed. But it's good. as' expected really good, in my, I think. Yeah, so Crimeback, I don't know what there's to say about this I guess, like, people know about Rhinebeck now. It's like a destination, right? It is where Chelsea Clinton <laughs> got married. Well, so, yeah. That was basically, like, I haven't been back to Rhinebeck since Chelsea Clinton got married. There. Seriously? I mean, I've driven. I avoid it like the plague. I've driven through. If I have to, I haven't been there in uh, probably eight or nine years.
0: And it's not far from me. You're, you're from yeah. more like the Red Hook area. Uh, so, yeah. Rhinebeck is I, I right in, next to Red Hook.
2: Right. I grew up in Red Hook, but I also lived for, like, five, for, like six years in Rhinecliff. And then my dad lived in Ryan Cliff, and then I spent, I lived for one year, the final year in high school, he was living in Rhinebeck, so I did have a little taste, and that was when Crimebeck was, was made. And you know what? It was funny. So I saw, it was inspired, that the, the name is from when I was a little kid, uh, I remember seeing some graffiti at the Ryan Cliff train station, I was probably like six or seven, that said Crimebeck, and so for some reason it stuck in my head because it was funny. It's and, just like uh, uh, Brooklyn with Crooklyn. Right. Like the same thing. Right, except that it's, you know, Ryan Bay. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, it's funny. Ryan Cliff, when I was first living there, was actually kind of, I mean, I don't know. It's Ryan Cliff. It's like a tiny little hamlet. But it was a little grimy. Like, I remember seeing two crack deals in the middle of the day. And it's hilarious to think of that, that now because Ryan Cliff has also become like That's super real. posh. I mean, it, it was always kind of like the Hudson Hamlet. I don't want to say anything bad about Ryanbeck, but Ryanbeck has changed a lot. <laughs> so nowadays, it's kind of like, I guess, a touristy kind of antique store town, but it was kind of becoming that. It's always been a little bit, you know, it's been this quaint sort of old Dutch town for a long time. I mean, Forever, I yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I remember going on a date but at the Beekman Arms, it was which much, is mentioned in yeah, this song. Yeah, <laughs> Beekman Arms. So, yeah. So, it, it used to be just like a quiet, sleepy, quaint little town, and just now it's become very commercialized. As far as I know. I mean, again, I haven't been there in a long time. I just, I hear, things. I hear, I hear things. things. I hear things. I hear bad things. So, yeah, this song's about, yeah, they're all, it's like kind of a series of inside jokes. And you are rapping on this. Yeah. I don't know if I should, should I... Mention, so I, ex- I don't know if I should explain it. Probably not.
0: Well, listen to the song, and maybe you'll give context. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's sure, do I it. Guess so. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> Yo, dude, I want to do the same thing with Dutchess County.
3: But... Yo, R to the H, the I, the N, the E. In crime back, you best step carefully Idle by the Beekman Arms Then cross the street Cause yo, cakes from Calico be rotten mad teeth. We loiter after dark In parking lots Cops be sticking letters in the P.O. box Watches say it's P.M. 10 o'clock Don't trip, but shit is hot Cause in your palm you got a whole gram of pie Jaywalking is a crime But we care not Montgomery peeps We walk these mean streets The elderly asleep So we creep from Garden Street to Beach Yo, try to step to this city of the Dutch. Don't expect to touch us, or get rushed to Northern Duchess and released on crutches. In this hood, we'd be chillin' with the Cristal Showin' up, which in this beach means picturesque lake style. This ghetto's been around a while. So many people died, we got a graveyard of half a mile. On the bench, illin'. Hacky sack attacker keeps his willin'. Killin' yuppies first they think it's nice. Then get stabbed and sliced. By the overpriced merchandise heist venture out of residential and get jumped for every bradbury essential Lost in antique shop front stencils they be stealing mad presidentials sinking in this concrete quagmire that's right some cats escaped the plight and took the turnpike but to me the city sights gets darker every night i break the speed limit on my bike believe it Yo, this fucking nephew stole my book. R oh, to the H, the I, the M, the E. In crime deck, you best step carefully. Idle by the peep in arms, then cross the street. Because, yo, cakes from Calico be rotten mad teeth. <laughs> That's, wow. That was, uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, that, well, that that, that, was
2: wonderful. That was that. That was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> Baro. <Bye-bye. laughs> Oh, well, bravo high school, Nick. No, bravo,
0: bravo college, Nick. We be jaywalking. High yeah. school, Martin, college, Nick.
2: Yeah, college, I want to stress that that was probably the first year of college. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I wish that was earlier than it was. But, um, yeah, so Calico's a bakery. Yes. They sell sweets. And uh, then Beekman Arms, Arms is mentioned. Beekman Arms is a historic is... old inn.
0: Historic, one of the oldest.
2: It's a thing. It's a landmark. Yeah, it's a it's landmark. Crystal Lake is a big lake. Okay. Crystal. Like
0: For style, um
2: <laughs> what else oh yeah so my brother literally actually had a book stolen from him by a yuppie <laughs> we don't know if it's a yuppie but one can assume did you um, did you not consider yourselves yuppies Uh, I don't know I don't I don't I still don't but okay. I mean I mean I don't
1: see that's the thing it's, exactly, it's hard to be we're, a yuppie we're old enough we're old enough to be able to like talk about yuppies well, like yuppies yeah. were the pretty hipsters
2: also if you're 18 and you know you're like on the bench, sitting on Preppy. the bench, like, yeah. If you're, you know, I mean, I, it's hard to be a yuppie when you're not professional. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wasn't. Young, a, I was certainly wasn't a yuppie at the time, at least. <laughs> but, right. Um, but
0: it, but it was. But I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I guess I was just trying to call out the nature of listen, terminologies as Elon, were
2: we. You're from Woodstock. I know what you know. What I'm talking about. I, like I know exactly what you're talking
0: about. I'm from Yuppie Central. Woodstock is people, no tourists, is no different than Rhinebeck in terms of come that. in,
2: man. Bradbury. It was a Ray Bradbury book. Okay, that was a fallen soldier. Somebody jacked it. Fuck that shit. It's Imagine Ryan, that. Ryan Beck's rough the, the days when
0: you crime got crime. a book yeah, stolen yeah. versus uh, yeah. that of a technological uh, device. I know. As opposed to an uh, uh, <laughs> as opposed. Why did I call it a technological advice? Something Very that's... vague. Yes, exactly. It could be anything. <laughs> it's it's a hot. pacemaker. It, it's hot on these
1: streets, man. He'll be stealing my books.
2: Maybe taking taking your shoelaces. You can barely get home.
1: Your socks and shoes are just
0: slipping off your feet. What's that sample? I wanted to ask you. What's sample? The piano sample.
2: I don't know for sure. I think it might be from Mr. Rogers. That's amazing. Yeah, that's my guess.
0: So that's a deep cut. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful day cut. in the neighborhood. Dude.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. I think that's exactly <laughs> what I was going for, yeah. Um. For sure.
0: He was time for two more tracks, and that will round off with the tracks that you gave us. For full disclosure, you have a lot of interest in politics <clears throat> on the left side of things. Uh, that's a fair point to make.
2: Sure, yeah.
0: It's not un- unusual. I'm not offended by that. No, it's, and it's not an unusual thing to be uh, raised in a liberal bubble, I suppose, if you want to call it. Although I wouldn't say Dutchess County was so liberal as opposed to Ulster. But that said, uh, you right. had a very liberal upbringing. Yeah, absolutely. The track One Vial, One Canister, One Crate is uh, has some kind of political um, mm-hmm. uh, influence in so much as is that you um, were sort of – Protesting the war in Iraq.
2: Um, it wasn't really a protest. It was just like. Sure. I don't you know, know why I use the like, word
0: protest. Protest is thrown around so well, vaguely it was these days.
2: Sort of, yeah. I mean, it was It was definitely not in support of the war, put it that way. But I mean, it was like during that time, it was like right after 9 11. It was like a year later, maybe. Um, and uh, there was a lot of like drumming up of, you know, it was the whole Colin Powell with a vial at the UN and, you know, all, all his evidence and such, being like WMDs. War, 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 danger, danger. And the samples of uh, George W. Bush, he was giving a speech, but he was saying, like, one vial, one canister, one crate, as in, like, all you need is one of these, and that's the end of the world. So we got to take this dude out. And then later on, there's another sample. I mean, I don't know. I wish this is another one where I wish the quality was better. But, I mean, that's, that's all. You'll get the idea. It was It was a dystopian time, much like today. Let's take a listen to this track, then.
0: You know, after listening to it, a fresh perspective shall we say. We need it these days. I dig it. And, uh, I, and I apologize for uh, front selling it like there was more of a protest nature to it.
2: Well, it was, I mean, you're right. I mean, there, it was one of ma- many, 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 there's one where he's like pardoning a turkey. He's a lot like, you know, Trump too. Like, I've been doing some hip hop tracks recently with Trump. It's just like everything that comes out of his mouth is, you know, unfortunately. Sampleable, you know. (laughs) Sampleable. You know what I mean? Right. Sampleable. It was just like, that's a perfect perfect way to put it. So much fodder. But yeah, and also like the clap, you know, obviously you could hear like the the percussion was people clapping at his talk and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just ruminations, (laughs) topical ruminations
0: like we're kind of going through a little bit of um, history repeating but yeah. like, but worse no
2: I, I saw this uh interview with uh with al gore and he was saying how like he was going through these phases like he felt like he was having a ptsd <laughs> from like the early years of the bush cheney House, <laughs> and it feels like that sometimes except it's even more in fucking crazy
0: it's uh the pendulum swinging in my opinion it's uh always the case where you find yourself um in a place in time where we're going through history and yeah. then we go one way and then we go back the other way and well, then we go hard. back the other way and every time we go back one way it gets more and more um, radical and extreme. Right. Yeah.
1: It's like when you're the X-Men and you're fighting Magneto. Getting back to yeah. You're yeah. like Magneto, you're like, "Oh, he's pretty bad." Yeah. But then Apocalypse comes around right. and you're like, "Oh, yeah. where does Omega Red stand oh, though? Is he right.
0: more uh, more ruthless or less ruthless um, you know, compared to Magneto
1: and Apocalypse?" Well, they all have their own agendas, man. Yes. Like, Apocalypse wants to enslave all of mankind. Yep. Mm. Magneto um, is, like, in that Malcolm X way where he's all about mutant rights. So he wants to just down with humans, up with mutants. And then I want to say that Omega Red... ...is about Russia. He's the Russian Mm. super super weapon. So what you're saying is... He's like Captain America for Russia. Okay. So what you're saying is is that Putin...
0: Omega orange. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Putin is Omega Red, and uh, number 45 would be Apocalypse. Number 45? That's what Lawrence Fishburne calls him, and that's a, I'm going to call him if I have to refer him.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, I see, I that, see, I see. That's the
0: name? He, do, he doesn't get it to fucking get so, it. You know his name is you, you, uttered, I, I, my, I, when, my concern.
1: When, when, you, when you say that, when you said, like, number 45, I'm just thinking well, that's so close to number 47. And 47 is the, is the hit I, 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 I think oh, it's, <laughs> it's a medical <meta laughs> <video> game. <laughs> so, number 47. So
0: according, I, I'll, no, I'll, just, I'll rattle this quickly uh, on an interview with Lawrence Fishburne on The Daily Show. Evidently, 45 is slang for penis. Which would probably be the case in we'll South Africa. In South Africa, South Africa, African.
2: Wow. like in some language of South Africa. I guess no. It's just
0: like the clo- this won't like in this, English? this won't the make term, it to air. Like we say 45? in Afrikaan, probably. I don't know. Like oh. number, like forty-five is just the number. Term. Oh, yeah. really? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it was just a joke. It I, should be. A that joke. sounds like it's probably true. It was. Pro- it, it, I hope it's. true. We got to
2: find out what language it is, though, so we can start dropping that. Dude, we,
1: we, sh- we shouldn't run over, though.
0: We 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 got to go. We gotta go, and Nick, uh, we will definitely have to have you back. Hopefully, with your brother. And uh, yeah. before we go, we do want to, uh, as on our way out, we will play this track. Um, I did want to get to this because of what you are involved in doing now. You do a lot of uh, geospatial landscaping and whatnot, basically urban planning. Yeah, um, it's
2: environmental urban planning.
0: And is there somewhere like where people could see your work?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of it. There's a there's a certain amount of it online um, at N. Zimmerman and dash Zimmerman dot com. Okay. Definitely I check mean, that it's out. It's not always up to date, but it's... There's it's some, something's there, though. Some stuff My there. website's not up to date. Yours yeah. is
0: probably much more ample with much more stuff. It's a or, work in progress. And then you also have a SoundCloud as well for some of your tracks. Yep.
2: I have a SoundCloud. I produce under the name Mokra M-O-G-K-R-A, and it's uh, soundcloud.com slash MoCRA
0: we're going to uh, end the show with a track of yours called Great Conveyor Belt which uh is about the environment and it's not something we should ever uh take for granted but it is something that still is very much uh important.
2: Mhm. Yeah, abrupt climate change. It's real.
0: It is real. It says the vocal sample is saying environmental decline and uh you know, we we have gotten nowhere in terms of, <laughs> of 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 sanity with where we stand with it with climate change.
2: Yeah, this is from 2000 2000- four or three or four so you know thir- 13 14 years later look how far uh, we've come yeah <laughs> but, 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 look, but look how far you've come though nick. that was so sad you look like a human mouse uh, there you look like, uh,
1: like five when you said that <laughs> <laughs> somewhere <laughs> out there yeah nick yeah uh,
0: you but, but you have gotten somewhere you have gotten really far and it's really incredible to hear the kind of uh sounds you were making in college and We'll look forward to having you back here on the show to talk more about stuff that you got, as well as Martin,
2: for sure. Thanks, man, and I appreciate you know the the outlet to play some of this stuff. Yeah, Just man, more. thanks a lot for coming on.
0: <laughs> this is Lost and Rewound every Thursday at three PM. My name is Alon, and my name is not Alon. <laughs> not Jimmy, and not Alon. <laughs> signing off for this week of Lost and Rewound, Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Stop saying. Stop being so friendly.
0: Hello. This is Radio Free Brooklyn.
1: You won.
2: <laughs> you the 50th caller.
0: Do Do we use CDs? Yes. Am I on the air?
1: <laughs> Am I on the air right now?
0: There <laughs> <I on> there? <laughs> there are, are turntables and there are. In my life. Yes. Yes. Um definitely uh yeah, you should definitely reach out to uh, Radio Free Brooklyn uh uh the main email. Yeah, definitely do that. Um you should reach out to him by email. We're 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 um open on the weekends. Yes.
1: <laughs> that sounds like he's like 100 years old.
2: Nice, <laughs> <laughs> that. Said- you operate on Sundays, even great. Sunday awesome. mornings. <laughs> <laughs> not judging. John. My daughter said she tried to come by, but she couldn't reach you guys. Excuse you me. Know.
0: Yes, yes, we are.
2: That's
1: right. This has rip- never happened. It's a rip- It's okay. I hope this happens mid-show. <laughs> 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 and like we just add <laughs> it into the show. Th- there's a lot
0: of stations <laughs> like that. in Internet radio. There's, um, yeah, I mean, there's a, a number of them uh, that uh, just stream over Holy the internet for sure. Um, Radio Free Brooklyn uh, is definitely one of them. That uh, is of the best uh, positioning in this market. And I wish I could tell you more about it. I feel like I'm not the right person to talk to uh, representing the this, this station. Uh, we do a show about uh, old audio from the 80s, uh, 90s, aughts. Jesus okay, great. That's correct. Yes. Yes, we are. Correct. You're most welcome. Have a great rest of your day. You too, John. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> literally never happened before if so you were the nicest guy in the world I would have been like you know what Johnny you know what Johnny boy I gotta get off the phone. I, I got radio stations to run I got babies to kiss So you you entertained that guy like he was I, I, I'm I not that nice to my own grandfather <laughs>